Hello everyone, today is the 20, day 26 of the month of Tishrei. Hayom Yom for today reads as follows. The interpretation of the verse, it's interesting that by divine providence, this is also talked about in the daily Tanya for today. Very similar lesson in today's Tanya. Um, and here we go. The verse says, Interpretation of the verse, forever, O God, your words stand firm in heavens. That's uh, that's a verse that's brought in Shari Yechud It's from Psalms, but it, from Psalm 119, but it's brought in the second section of Tanya. It's quoted by the Alter Rebbe in the, in, in the Baal Shem Tov's name, although that interpretation is found in Midrash Tilim, as quoted in Lukotei Torah, in the Mimer of Kibayom HaZeyachaper. In other words, there's a saying, basically, from the Baal Shem Tev, that the word of the verse of Psalms, that God's name is always found, uh, your, God's word is always in heaven, meaning that God creates the world every single second, the word that he created the heavens with, on the second day of creation, let there be a firmament, is always constantly revitalizing heaven. And so to every single thing in the world is being recreated every second. So it's not the Baal Shem Tev's novel, novel explanation. It's already explained in, in Midrash Tilim before the Baal Shem Tev. But the Alter Rebbe, when quoting it, quotes it from the Baal Shem Tev. Why? But the Alter Rebbe had a special reason for this. It was on the second day of creation when God said, let there be a heaven. And it is this utterance which stands firm in the heavens. Associating, associating the quotation with the Baal Shem Tev was to be an eternal memorial that the Baal Shem Tev was born on the second day of the week, on the 18th Chai of El. So the Alter Rebbe quotes it in the name of the Baal Shem Tev to remind us that this explanation that was really revealed to the world and made very known by the Baal Shem Tev, that forever your word stands in heaven, since it was said by God on a Monday, second day of creation. And it wants to remind us that the 18th of El is the... And on a Monday is when the Baal Shem Tev was born. Sefer HaMitzvah, so today in the Rambam, Mitzvah number 179, prohibition that we are forbidden from eating any insect whatsoever, regardless of whether it flies, breeds in the water or on land. Next, Mitzvah, that's why we have to check our vegetables to make sure there's no bugs in them and so on and so forth. 180th prohibition that we are forbidden from eating any animal which died by itself. In other words, any, any carcass of an animal, even a kosher animal. 180th 88th prohibition that we are forbidden from eating the flesh of a shor haniskal. It's a, it's a basically animal that was doomed to die. Let's say a sin was done. Let's say it killed a human being and you're supposed to be stoned. And even if someone slaughtered it before, even if it was slaughtered in a kosher manner before being stoned to death, once the final judgment was issued, it is prohibited, even if it was slaughtered with a valid shrita. You cannot eat that animal. Um, with regards to halachot, and halacha, we're going to be learning now some of the laws of Shabbat, being the first Shabbos um, since Simchas Torah. And there's a, say, a statement that the way we start the Shabbat of Bereshit, that's the way the whole year goes. So that we're going to be starting to learn laws, halachot on Shabbat. And this is based on the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, uh, Code of Jewish Law by the Alter Rebbe. 
Um, there are two things that it said about Shabbat by the prophets, and that is honoring Shabbat and, and having pleasure on Shabbat. What does it mean? So the rabbis explain what this means. You sanctify um, Shabbat and honor Shabbat with nice, clean, special Shabbat clothing. So you wear something nicer on Shabbat clothing and you bring pleasure to Shabbat by having special foods and drinks on Shabbat. So those are the two, two obligations. Honoring with nice clothing and pleasure on Shabbat through um, also eating uh, good food on Shabbat. Um, there's another point. Preparing for Shabbat, you know, bathing and so on, and, and cleaning the house, um, and so on and so forth. So that's more part of honoring Shabbat. And uh, part of pleasure of Shabbat is lighting candles, where you eat Shabbat, and sleeping on Shabbat, resting on Shabbat. Um, there are other things that are spoken about, but those are the two main things uh, that we're talking about, uh, honoring and having pleasure on Shabbat, nice clothing and beautiful food. And that, that needs preparation before. And here is a Geula thought. And this thought is from the Alter Rebbe, from the Siddur of the Alter Rebbe. Spiritual elevations depend on the energy released from the sparks of holiness that have been refined. Example, you eat some food, make a blessing on it, kosher food, and have in mind to learn with the power or do a good deed, a mitzvah with the power of that food. You're elevating the sparks in the food. By contrast, the seventh millennium, we're near 5781, we're in the sixth millennium. The seventh millennium is referred to as the day that is entirely Shabbos, just like the seventh day of the week. Seventh millennium is Shabbos because the spiritual elevations of that era, the Mashiach's coming, will not come as a result of having redeemed sparks of holiness, which that takes work. The elevations of that era will be self-generated without the, the work. Therefore, the spiritual tranquility of that era will not be the kind of serenity that results from cessation of work. It will be true tranquility that is entirely independent of man's service. Usually on Shabbat, you rest after working all week. Here it is, an internal rest. That's not the that is uh, independent of man's service, and that's the real rest that will happen when Mashiach comes speedily. Amen.